Anybody having fun yet? <laughs> Tonight is uh, first Wednesday of the month, so that means healing night for us. Good deal? So if you, if you uh, need healing, you came to the right service, and if you don't need healing, you came to the right service <laughs> to help you to stay not needing healing. Amen. So let me share a few things with you from the Word. If you have a Bible with you or your Bible apps, then uh, find Matthew chapter 15. Matthew 15, the way this service normally goes, other than, of course, you know, we're always open to change of order by the Spirit, is normal procedure is minister the Word, then minister healing through the laying on of hands or through gifts of the Spirit and, uh, or combination of both, you know. Uh, and so that's what we'll do tonight. That's the plan anyway. Good deal? We have a plan. We came prepared, although yielded to the Lord Amen. completely. Amen. If you need healing, this is normal business for us, by the way. Even if you're, if you're new and you say, I don't know about that, all that healing stuff. I saw it on the sign out there. And, or I heard about someone getting healed, and I'm not even quite sure about it myself. Well, I understand that. You don't need to feel bad for qu having those questions. Many, every, many of us, if not all of us, have had questions at some time or another. We want to help you to get those questions answered and to know God this way, all right? He is a lot bigger than you think he is, and he loves you far, far more than you could ever imagine. He really does. And he's super strong. <laughs> really, really powerful. I mean, there is no disease or sickness or injury or anything that even he even has to work up a sweat to take care of, right? Well, I'm, I'm diagnosed with something that they can't even name it. They don't even know what it is. Fine. We don't care about that, and neither does God. Yeah? Or I'm, I'm diagnosed with something that uh, lots of people have had it, and they said, basically, you need to learn to live with it. Forget that. You don't have to accept that. There's a, there's a way out. There's always a way out. There's no problem we ever face that is inescapable, that is unsolvable, right? Matthew 15, verse 21, then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out, to him saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon possessed, but he answered her not a word. That's kind of rude, huh? No, Jesus was not rude. So just always understand that. If you ever start to get mad at the Lord, <laughs> he's right and you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, he's got big shoulders, but don't take advantage of that. Don't be, don't be disrespectful to him. If he doesn't, if he say, I'm praying, he's not saying a thing. Well, there's probably a reason then. Yeah. You should probably say, Lord, what's, what's going on here? Instead of assuming you're right and he's wrong. Amen. Hallelujah. Where was I now? But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. 
So that's his word to her. You're not from the right place. I wasn't sent here for you. I was sent to those here in Israel. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very uh, common for some people to seek God uh, just wanting him to fix their problems so they can go right back to their way of living. And they just, want to, they just want to come and say, Lord, you know, rub a little on me, make my problems go away, and then we just gonna, we're just going to ignore him and go off and live in our own way and doing our own thing from there on out. I don't recommend that approach to the Lord. I mean, I have a recommendation. Say, well, I just came here for healing. That's fine, but hold on a minute. Why don't you come here, and if you haven't, start right now, and say, I'm coming here to seek the Lord with my whole heart. Not just grab and go. You know, fast food, drive through, grab it, out of there, no commitments. God really is a person. (laughs) God is father to us. He is a person, wants a relationship with you. And uh, say, I just want what he can do for me. Well, how about you you open your heart to want everything he can do for you, in you, through you. All right. If you want access to God's healing power, uh, it's more than than just uh, you know pull the slot machine and see if something comes out. Right, the one arm bandit. <laughs> right. No, he's a person. He loves you, and he wants to do work in your life. And he may have some things that he wants to say to you as well about your life. Yeah, let's just say we approach him, let's go all in, full package deal here, and and say, I need the Lord to be my healer. He wants to be your healer. He also wants to be your savior. He wants to be your deliverer. He wants to be your guide. He wants to be your boss. Yeah. He's not just a single faceted person. He's very diverse, multifaceted. So let's, let's approach him that way. That means while we're here, and if you're seeking healing, fine, 100% fine. But why don't you open up your heart and say, Lord, I'm here for whatever else you want to say to me. I'm here because you are the answer. And I'm not going to do so much talking. I'm going to do more listening right now. And I'm going to be yielded to you in any way and in all ways in my life. That's a respectful, honorable approach to God. Yeah? Okay, I don't know that, that this woman, uh, her, her initial motive was correct. I, just, I know she did get ignored, and, uh, and the disciples tried to, to send her away. Uh, but she, she was persistent, as we'll see, and she got what she needed. But, uh, you know, I'm reminded of the Old Testament story in 2 Kings chapter 5. There was a, a man named Naaman who had leprosy, and he came to... Uh, Elisha, the the prophet, uh, you recall, and uh, and and he was going there because he had heard about you know he could be healed because it was a death sentence back then uh, that disease, and and he got the word. He came to the prophet's house. The prophet sent the servants out and said, "Go tell him to dip in the river, right, seven times." And he got furious with that. <laughs> he was not pleased. And what he said, what he said was, I, was just, I just thought he would come out, invoke the name of his God, and wave his hand over me, and everything would be fine. 
I know, but where did you get that idea? You had this idea, this is how it's going to work. And it wasn't that healing wasn't available. God was obviously working, but not the exact way that he expected it to be done. And he could have hardened his heart. He did initially. He could have stayed hard and just said, well, that's, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to bother. I'm, I, I want you to do it. Don't you know who I am? I'm a commander of an army, right? And he could have stuck up for his own thought processes, his own ways, and demanded that people treat him a certain way. And then he could have died of leprosy. Instead, he finally humbled himself and went and dipped in the river and came, you know, and came out clean, got his healing. Yeah. So sometimes we think I'm just going to go and I'm going to do this and this is the way it's going to work. And and then I'm going to go on with my life and everything's going to be fine. And the Lord may say, no, I've got it for you, but I've got something else. I've got it a different way. And you need to be open. You need to be yielded. You need to be, uh, uh, pliable in the hands of God. Let him deal with you in all ways. You say, what does the river have to do with the leprosy? Well, not much, but it did have something to do with, with his heart. Yeah. So the Lord may, may deal with you about anything in your life. You open to that? Okay. We all ought to be. I mean, it's, it's in our best interest to always be open to God at all times for him to say anything and do anything. It's like the time, I've told this story before, but the, the time I, I began one of these services... Uh, just like this, and and I had a certain message planned and prepared, and as I began to, uh, you know, just start to speak and introduce my message, uh, all of a sudden, I'm talking about being committed to church. I didn't plan to say that. It didn't necessarily line up with what I had prepared as far as teaching on healing, but I started talking about people coming back, I mean, coming back after the healing service coming back and coming to church regularly. And I did that. And while I was speaking, I knew it was God. I knew that he was speaking through me, but I didn't necessarily know to whom I was speaking. Uh, And so we did that and laid hands on people, ministered and ministered to healing to various ones. And I remember getting the the story told to me later. later, uh, A lady in our church had someone else there that I believe was like an aunt if I'm remembering correctly, and she had cancer, okay, tumors, multiple tumors, terminal situation, multiple tumors throughout the body, and, uh, and what happened after that, sir, after that meeting is uh, still under the doctor's care, they were examining and all the tumors were shrinking. They're telling her this. They're shrinking all throughout your, your body. They're all going away. And she said to her aunt, because this woman in our church recognized the voice of the Lord as well. Okay, this person, her aunt was a believer, a Christian, but uh, she was not a part of church. Okay, and how many know that's really not okay? It's really not. I don't mean you're not going to go to heaven. I just mean it's not okay in God's plan to just kind of do Christianity your own way. I'm just going to do it however I want. You know, like I was saying in that service, how I started saying that, and I didn't plan to say it at all. Anyway, uh, she, I can show you my notes. <laughs> uh, she said uh, to, her, to her aunt, 
She said, you know, when the pastor started talking about this and getting back here, she said, you know, God was speaking to you, right? <laughs> and she recognized that. She said that was her. She was telling me the story after the fact. And, and what happened is that, she, you know, she kind of just kind of blew it off a little bit and, and never followed through. And say, what happened to her? Well, several weeks later, those things started coming back. The tumors and the cancer started, you know, went down and then went right back up and she died. What was the Lord trying to do? Someone said, well, I don't understand that. She's either healed or she's not healed. Well, maybe you don't know everything. Maybe there was something else that, was, that needed to take place in her life in order for her to not only receive but, but you know, get it all the way and keep it and live long. Yeah, and the Lord was helping her, not just through the laying on of hands, but by giving her direction as far as what she should do in her life. Yeah. So maybe it's a, you know, maybe it's a humility thing. Maybe it's the Lord is smart enough to know what we're going to need after tonight. Yeah, to walk in this perpetually and continually. Jesus did teach about the unclean spirit. He said, when that spirit goes out of a man... He said the unclean spirit walks, you know, in dry, goes through dry places seeking rest, finding none. And so what he does is he gathers up seven other spirits more wicked than himself, goes back to the person where he used to live and finds, it, finds that person all swept out, cleaned out, ready to move in. New tenant brings his, his buddies and the last condition is worse than the first. So when someone gets set free, they also need to get filled up. Get something out and get something in, right? We're going to knock some healing, some, uh, we're going to knock some sickness out. We're going to knock some disease devils out, right? Well, what do you need after that? Well, I tell you, you need to be full of the word and the spirit. Why? Because just because someone did get something, you need to learn how to walk in it and live in it. Hallelujah. Let's read some more of this story. Uh, he said, again, verse 24, I was not sent except for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Verse 25, then she came and worshiped him. So notice she didn't get mad, but she came and worshiped. That's a good thing to do. Worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Now that's not really, you might not think that's really helpful. But it wasn't the first time Jesus did this. He, surprising to some, sometimes he called people dogs and pigs. And uh, I know people were all mad at our former president for doing that, but Jesus did that too. <laughs> Just saying, read the Bible. <laughs> I know that's messing with a whole bunch of people right now. <laughs> it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, uh, yes, Lord. <laughs> Her humility is awesome here. Yes, Lord. Uh, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, oh, woman, Great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Now, how many know it, it, it pays to study 
those who the Lord judged as having great faith, right? As opposed to uh, those who maybe died of a disease. It doesn't mean you, you disrespect them or don't love them, but they're not the model, all right? You don't want to be, just be live conscious of, well, I know someone and they died and they tried to get healed or they prayed and they didn't get it. Stop thinking about them. Seriously, get them out of your mind because that is the pathway to dying early. Their model, for whatever reason, you may know why or may not know why, that doesn't matter. Their model led to death. We want to be filled with knowledge of those who succeeded and got their victory. We're all following somebody. We're all learning from, from other people. We learn from the Lord. We learn through other people. Choose who you learn from. Learn from people who are successful. Amen. If you want to, if you're having financial struggles, don't listen to your, uh, your uncle who's broke. No matter how many opinions he has. Well, I tell you, if you just do this with your money. With all due respect, uncle... Bob, <laughs> why didn't you do that, <laughs> right? And so people, are, people have various successes in different areas of their life, and you can get wisdom in where they're, they do well, right? When it comes to healing, I don't want to hear from people who, who can't get it. I'll, I'll, I'll hear from them as soon as they get it, but if they don't, I'm not reading their story. I'm not reading their book. Amen. You know, it's like that, is this just between us? <laughs> you know, it's like, like that lady who's been in the, uh, got in a swimming accident or something many years ago and is in the wheelchair and she preaches that that's God's will for her life. Been in the wheelchair for decades and, and preaches that God is, that's God's will and God did that to her and that's God's sovereignty and God's using that. I'm not reading her book. I've heard enough in like five sentences to know I'm never going to follow her faith. I don't mean she's an evil woman. I don't mean she doesn't love her. I'm not putting her down in all areas. I'm saying I'm not following her because she is teaching the wrong thing regarding healing. And if I follow that, I could end up with the same problem or similar. I want to find those who got the victory, even if they're wicked Canaanite women. Yeah? I mean, they, they were, she was very much a, 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 from an evil place and a lot of bad stuff happening. I mean, why is her daughter so full of the devil? Now, I don't know especially, but uh, what's going on in the house? What are you doing in the house that, that, that the, the devil is able to possess your daughter? There's some problems going on in that home, right? But at the same time, she had enough sense to go to the right person when the Lord came along. And to persist and not give up and to humble herself and to worship him. She was making, look to me like appropriate changes, not just I want to get a healing and then go back to my demonic life. She seemed to be all in. I'm here to worship. I'm here to change. I'm here to humble myself. I'm here to, I'm, I'm here for the whole ball of wax. Yeah. And the end result is, is of course, her daughter got, got the victory. But uh, anyway, I, I want to follow people um, who have, who have victory, uh, even, if it's, even if it's your own life. Uh, 
if you've struggled for years with a sickness, don't do what you do either. <laughs> you, know, you know, don't do what someone else does who, who it's not working for. Don't do what you do. Because if you've been butting your head up against the wall for years and it's not been at least had improvement, then you should stop doing what you do. You look in the mirror and say, I'm not following you anymore. <laughs> you got issues. There's something wrong. I'm going to stop reading your book. You, you understand what I mean by that? Some people, they so embrace their own ways. There can't be anything wrong with me. Can't be anything wrong with my faith. Can't, I can't be missing anything. Well, stop it. You're, you need to stop following that person. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It takes humility. It takes saying, I'm not going to keep running my head into the wall. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open my heart to receive adjustments. If I need to go dip in the river, if I need to get down on my knees and worship God, I'm going to do whatever I need to do so the Lord can work in me. In all areas, whatever it is, he work in me. And then healing's a part of the package of God working in your life. Hallelujah. But don't, keep, don't, let, don't let pride keep you from changing. Um, don't defend it. Look for improved methods. This is really cool, though, about this woman. Uh, she recognized there was enough power in the crumbs to get her daughter healed. She's like, I don't, need the, I don't need a whole loaf. I don't even need a slice. I just need a crumb. I believe the, there's so much power in the crumbs. My daughter will be set free. And she was. So this is interesting. This is called the children's bread. All right? What do you need tonight? Here's what you need. The children's bread. It's interesting how different uh, things like that, like bread, are used through Scripture. Jesus, in Matthew chapter 4, quoted, and he said, uh, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So, so like bread is to the physical body, a word from God, the words of God are to our, our spiritual life or to our faith. What, what, what does someone need? I need a healing word. I need some bread. It's just, it's just uh, basic stuff, but what, what proceeds from the mouth of God? Uh, healing bread does. When God speaks, it's, it's like eating bread, but it's spiritual and it brings healings. God's words are, are even called medicine in the scripture, healing and health and medicine. Uh, Proverbs chapter four, verse 22 reads, for they, his words, are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Or you could say medicine. God's words are health healing medicine to our flesh. Yeah. So what do I, someone says, I need healing. You need a word from God. His words contain healing. I mean, how many people would, would go to a physician and get prescribed a certain type of medicine and they would say, take this, you know, twice a day or something like that, and they would be religious in their following of that prescription. I can't miss my, my dosage of this because I've got to take it, and I'm, they're not going to miss it for a second, but yet they'll be very quick to skip God's healing words. 
And it shows sometimes that we have faith in natural things, but have so little confidence in spiritual things. And I tell you, God's words are healing to us. They are this bread. You you, you might recall the, the 23rd Psalm. Uh, if you're not familiar, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want that psalm. One of the statements made in that psalm is in the fifth verse where it reads, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my, of my enemies. You prepare a what? A table. What is, that, what is that indicative of? A table is where you eat. Right? We eat, we sit down at the table. He prepares a table for us. What might be on that table? Maybe some healing bread. Yeah. Where is this table set? Interesting. Say, oh, that's got to be a heavenly table. No, because it's in the presence of our enemies. So this table set before us that, that contains the blessings of God for us to partake of is here and it's now, and it's in the presence of our enemies. What, what, what does that mean? If I've got to eat in the presence of my enemies, I've got to ignore some problems. I, I've got, I, there may be some symptoms I have to ignore. There may be some bad reports I have to ignore. There may be some naysayers that I have to shut out of my mind. It's in the presence of my enemies, all these voices and this opposition and the, you know, again, pain or symptoms. And I said, no, I'm gonna forget all about that. In the presence of my enemies, I'm gonna partake of God's healing power. Amen. Well, make the devil stop. Make the devil go away. You have to go to heaven to get that, right? Down here, we're going to receive of the blessings of God and the healing power of God, and we're going to do so in the presence of our enemies. It's just either that way or it's not. I want perfect calmness and no opposition, and you won't have that. We must learn to overcome. We must learn to deal with opposing thoughts. We must learn to deal with doubt. We must learn to uh, resist fear. We've got to learn how in the presence of our enemies, that's this planet, that I can partake of God's blessings. I can receive of his abundance. I I can receive his healing words to me with all the chaos with all the problems, with the attacks, with, the, with your mind that, that hits you again and again and says, not gonna work, not gonna work, not gonna work. In the presence of all that, I say, Lord, I'm receiving of your goodness. Amen. I'm partaking of your glory and of your mighty power. Hallelujah. And so when it, when it comes to these things, you know, you, you have to pull up to the table. You know, you have to have, to have the bread passed to you have to open your mouth and partake. It's not that we're just going to sit back, say, okay, I'm just going to wait on the Lord for him to, what, force feed? I'm just going to wait on the Lord for him to do what, what, whatever he wants to do, and I'll just kind of wait for him to do it. Stop it. Get yourself up to the table and say, pass the bread. And you can be polite not necessarily about demanding, you know. I, I just, when we grew up, uh, there was six of us, four kids and two parents in my family growing up, and we'd all have dinner all the time, and, and uh, if we wanted something, we would say, you know, pass the milk, please. It's a dairy family. There was always milk. 
you know, or pass this. And, and uh, we'd say, please, we were taught, pass this, please. Milk, please. Rolls, please. Potatoes, please. Hold the beans. <laughs> but we were made. Uh, <laughs> And, and, and so we were, in one sense, it sounds like, with just the word, it sounds like you're being demanding. We're not, we're, we're, we're requesting, but at the same time, there's a, it, we're doing so with a full expectation that it's coming. There's no question that someone's going to not pass it. It's always coming to you. And we pull up to the table of the Lord with that same expectation. Pass the bread. Pass the healing. With a full expectation, it's always coming. In the natural, the only way it wouldn't come is if it were gone, if it were, we were out of it. But in God's kingdom, there's no chance of that. There's no possibility that the Lord has run out. So with full expectation, we're not waiting for God to do it. We're pulling up there, getting our fork and knife, getting these things ready. Send it on over. Here we go. I'm going to take that, and I'm going to by the act of my faith, say, Amen. I'm taking a bite of this healing bread. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Now, let me finish with this, with the main point, my main thrust of what I want to say. Uh, healing belongs to us. It is not something foreign. It is not something we're trying to earn. We're trying to convince God to give us. It belongs to us. Now, this woman here, this Canaanite woman or Syrophoenician woman, was outside of the covenants of promise, okay? She's coming in saying, son of David, have mercy on, and she's not even related. She's not in Israel, okay? These things weren't available to everyone on the planet. God was working through that nation. She wasn't coming in there necessarily and saying, I want to be a, you know, a Jewish proselyte, she was coming in there as herself. It didn't belong to her. That's one of the reasons the disciples said, eh. It's one of the reasons Jesus said, I wasn't sent here to you. There weren't promises to her, okay? Um, but she's even in that situation, her humble faith still got victory for her daughter, which I think is amazing. I mean, she was kind of like at a disadvantage, and she still got it. That's super cool. All right, but Jesus referred to this healing bread as belonging to the children. It's not right to take whose bread? The children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Not talking about kids, talking about those children of Abraham, those in the covenant, those a part of God's promises. The, the healing bread, Jesus said, it, it's theirs. They own it. It belongs to them. It's their covenant redemptive right to have it. It doesn't belong to her. It does belong to them. She didn't have a right to it. And can, but can I tell you some good news? We do. Amen. We do have, we're on the other side of the cross. And so it's available to the whole world now. As long as we come through Jesus, it's available to everyone. But we do have this right. The, the, the dogs could get the crumbs, but the children of the kingdom, they get the whole loaf. It only takes a crumb to get a healing. But you get the whole loaf. 
Yeah. Probably with some olive oil and some garlic and... All right, stop it. (laughs) But here's the thing. No child of God should ever go without healing. Let me say that again. No child of God should ever go without healing. That'd be like a rich person living on the streets. Someone with money in the bank and they live as if they can't afford a roof over their head. That's the logic for a child of God. I'm talking about a saved person here. If you're not saved, you can receive the Lord. We'll help you. That's the full package deal. Yeah, God working in all areas of your life. Uh, And be open to God working in your life, in all areas of your life. But these are family rights. They're legal rights. They're, they're, They're promised rights, redemptive rights of all children of God. Healing is the privilege of every member of the church today provided through Jesus' death on the cross. Isn't that good news? Maybe some of you are a member of a club, some type of club somewhere, and, uh, you know, maybe like a golf club, and... uh, and, and as a part of your membership, you pay your monthly dues, of course, but part of your membership, you also get access to the pool and to the weight room and, uh, you know, maybe discounts on certain things. There, there, may be, there may be a number of perks. It's like you're a part of the club, you have access to use all these different facilities. And how many know when you're a part of God's kingdom, that is also the case. Are you saying we're privileged? 100%. It's not based on what the world talks about today with skin color and all that stupid stuff. This is based on, I have a covenant with Almighty God. I'm one of the kids. I'm in his family. I'm a part of the the club. I'm a member of the family. And I have promises, covenant rights. And I'm not going to sit back and not use them. I'm not going to go to someone else's pool and pay to swim in their pee water. <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. That's not in my notes either. I'm not sure that one was spirit-led, though. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to go to my pool. I'm gonna, why? Because I'm a member here. And this, is part, this was, was part of the deal. Praise God. When it comes to healing, the healing power of God, you are not trespassing. You're not stealing. You're not begging. You're one of the kids. You're in the family. Healing belongs to you. It's yours. Healing is called bread. But specifically, it's the kid's bread. And I'm one of the kids. One of the children. First John 3, 1 reads, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. What do I, so what do I get as being a, a child of God? You get bread. I get bread? You get bread. What's in the bread? Healing. Oh, yeah. Healing over what? 
healing over every sickness and over every disease. Healing is the work of God. And I'll say, what are we doing tonight? Pulling up to the table. What are we doing? We're saying, I'm going to take some of that bread here tonight. I'm not going to sit back any longer waiting for something to happen, hoping that it might someday change. I'm pulling up to the table today and saying, I'm taking my bread. Here I go in Jesus' name. How to say, how do I do that? Well, one of the best ways is say it. And you can say it. Amen. In fact, well, let's, do, let's just do that now just so I can, I can help you. And you can say anything else on your own that you are inspired to say. Uh, let's, just, let's just say it together. And if you need healing tonight, this will be activating, activating it in your life right now. Say, Father God, thank you for loving me. You have bestowed your love upon me. And I am called a child of God. Healing is bread from heaven. It belongs to me. So tonight, I'm pulling up to the table to take some healing bread. I receive it into my body. It makes all the pain, all the sickness, all the disease, anything wrong, and makes it go away. Just like the demons went out of that little girl's life. All sickness, all disease, all demons will leave me tonight as I partake of the healing bread. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> Come on now, prophesy over your future. Say it with me. Say, I know this shall be so. This is my future. This is my destiny. I will live strong and live long. Healing is my portion. It belongs to me. And I'm getting it tonight. Putting the devil to flight. Casting all sin. Casting all shame. And casting all sickness away from me in Jesus' name. I prophesy in the name of the Lord. Healing belongs to me, and I will walk, and I will move, and I will function normally, perfect will my body work in every way, in Jesus' name, amen, hallelujah, hey, hallelujah, hallelujah, the blessing of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord, praise God.